Welcome back to another episode of the Man's Pursuit podcast with me, Garth Drew and Simon Parrott. Today, we're going to talk about the power of your environment. I didn't know where to start then because we've just been talking about smoking toads. (laughs) (laughs) Ayahuasca and smoking toads. Let's not make it too weird. It's kind of related because I think there was a time where we were really like getting into like Tony Riddle and the natural lifestylist and these more like not fluffy, but I don't know, more spiritual things. And then we brought it back and be like, actually, no, that's not us. But we were just saying that I've been listening to a few podcasts with different people who've smoked the toad and done this ayahuasca ceremony. And they just seem to be, they just seem to have seen a different level of consciousness that changes them forever. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Do you remember when we first started on this journey and we got into awareness, didn't we really, really deeply? And we felt lost, didn't we? I would like to do an episode on all of that Advaita stuff and yeah. how we're all just one. Yeah. But I remember... We, the, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. We, I didn't know what to do with that information. I think yeah. that's what you... I think, did you ask you to say that? Yeah. What am I meant to do with this information? Yeah. And it's like another guy I always have these deep conversations with. He's like, we used to say to each other, but what's practical here? Yeah. And People, bringing it back to environment, <clears throat> is that because when you've got that mindset, but the world is in, a, you know, this conditioned mindset, yeah. where do you fit? How so, do you even yeah. navigate? So for context, we're going to talk today about the power of changing your environment. Yeah. But what started a lot of our conversations was some deep dives into just some far out shit that it makes your head hurt. <laughs> um, and it, I remember it was... It was last Christmas, wasn't it? I was watching these lectures from the 90s by a guy called Ramesh Balsakar and talking about this concept of Advaita, which is that basically there is no me and you. We're all just one melting pot of energy and matter and there's nothing actually separating me and you. We're all just this one big melting pot of energy. But for some reason, this human mind organism has created an ego, which is a sense of separate self. Yeah. And that's the only thing that creates this separate yeah. life that we think we live. But And everything is just a concept of this ego. And it was just like, what do we do with this information? Because it, on an intellectual level, it kind of made sense. Yeah, I can't say I felt it, uh, like some people seem to have done when they've smoked yeah. the toad or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But then when you're in the daily life of paying your mortgage and all of that, what do you do with that information? It's how does it serve you, isn't it? Like, And it, it's not practical. No, unless, I do like it as a concept. Yeah, It helps me at times of real stress. I'll say, just remember that none of this is actually real and you are just nothing. Yeah. You just matter, you know, and it doesn't really matter. You know, I do use yeah. it Every, for that reason. Everything is a concept. Yeah, but as you say, practicality. It's tough and that's what sort of, brought us back because a lot of the stuff we talk about there's probably a time where I thought I don't actually buy into a lot of that Mm. but now I think we've brought it back to what's practical for the daily life of the average man and woman there's lots of female listeners yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I would love to do a podcast around that because just before we move on to the main sort of bulk of this conversation I think a big one that helped us around that concept was, was this idea which Ramesh talked about a lot which is that we have no control over what we are. So 
you basically have your DNA, which is like preconditioned, and then you have conditioning from the moment you're born in society. So if you think about your thoughts and your actions, all of those are dictated yeah. by the conditioning you've had from your DNA and the conditioning you've had in society. So if you feel guilty about an action, yeah. was it your action? <coughs> and I, I, I found all of that very interesting. It is very interesting, but it's, as you say, it's, it's hard. Where does that fit with our mind and life? You know, basically you're saying you don't have to take responsibility almost for the things you are, you have done. You know, but I also, and I kind of, I, I completely buy into the concept. It does make sense to me that, yeah, you are just genetic DNA. And yes, you are just a conditioned person you know, if a person exists. But surely we can take some control of the way we turn out. Yeah. Well, I think the way he would follow up for, with that, Ramesh, is he'd say, you do have free will to make the decision and to make the right decision. Yeah. But that's still all based on your conditioning, on conditioning. Yeah. and your DNA. Yeah. Because we've conditioned ourselves to now yeah. make the right choice and believe that we should be good men. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how we started on that. We were talking about smoking toads and then we've gone off on one as usual, but all of those concepts are, I, I have found in the past that when I went into those rabbit holes, I actually ended up not in a good place where I'd be drinking more and not doing a lot. Yeah. Just sort of. It was like an empty space, wasn't it? Like I didn't yeah. know what, to, I didn't know what to do. The only thing you could do practically with that information would be to go and live in a hut in the forest. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Which in, in some ways would, you know, yeah. we think would be all right. But I said the concept does make sense. And if we bring it to the conversation that we're about to have, the conditioning me and you have, have probably led us to this place, you know, and if we start the power of environment with our early rugby careers and us both coming out of a professional environment, where we set goals, where we look at the vision for the team, where we look at values for a team. And now we're sat here trying to put a program together that does all those things. I think that, you know, yeah. it's no coincidence. No. All right. So let's bring it into the, the main conversation. So we're launching a, a community and a program called Man on a Mission. You can find the link in our Instagram bio. The idea is that we believe massively that the power of your environment dictates the quality of your life and your mind. And we've created that environment for each other by connecting and starting this podcast. And we want to invite other people into that environment because we felt the positive benefits of it in this conceptual world that we have to live in. <laughs> right? So on today's episode, we're going to talk about how important your environment is for the quality of your life. So why don't you start by talking about, like you've touched on our rugby environment and how that's shaped us as people? Well, so being in a professional sport environment from a young age, you do have to do certain things. You know, we would meet up at the beginning of every season. What's the outcome we want of that season, right? How are we going to get there? You know, and that would get drilled into you. You'd then have people with really, really good standards for themselves. That's why they're a professional athlete. So naturally that would bring your standards up as well. Uh, and the fact it's just a professional environment in general, you know, there's certain characteristics that just go alongside that, you know, timekeeping, 
looking presentable. You know, all these things, you know, when we used to turn up on a Saturday, you had to be in your shirt. You had to turn up 15 minutes early. And that, I think, has had a lot of positive impact on me, definitely. Absolutely. I feel like the standards I have for the way I run my business have all probably come from my professional rugby days. Yeah. And I think you've got a story really of where you felt it massively and then maybe tail off a little bit, didn't you? From your In rugby the rugby days. environments. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think I, I, I can feel that as well towards the end of my days. Yeah. Well, you become your environment, don't you? And what's so interesting yeah. about that is that even within that sort of micro world of rugby, the environments could be so different. Yeah. So my, I remember playing for England 18s in the European Championships and we had a great group and none of us had yet joined a professional club. So it's still very much that schoolboy sort of environment. It was school teachers, school coaches who ran that team. They weren't professional. And it was just this amazing environment where we all were just striving to win this championship, which we did. Yeah. And that was my best rugby experience. Were most of them from private schools? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they foster better environments and higher standards. Yeah. A year later, we went to the Under-19 World Cup and everyone had joined professional clubs and it was professional coaches and the environment was completely <laughs> different. It was a lot more ego-driven. It was a bit more everyone's in it for themselves. The coaches actually had jobs on the line yeah. within the England rugby setup, and that was a shit environment. And we we performed well below par. Um, and then my first year in men's rugby, I played for Manchester. We got promoted to the championship, amazing. The next year it was really tough. We got battered every week, and our standards went to shit. Yeah, and everyone was fucking falling out of love with it. Um, but I think overall that rugby environment, like you say, it brought in a lot of positive things into your life, standards, goal setting, physical health, yeah. being part of a team, timekeeping, all those things that you've said. So I think where we're going with this is that once we've come out of the rugby environment, me very early, you know, at the age of like 24, I didn't have that environment anymore. Yeah. And uh, neither did you. Yeah. And so what we're trying to do now is recreate that environment yeah. for everyday men because it doesn't exist. No. And I think we've tried to we've tried to search for it, haven't we? Like, I took a mentorship with a my bodybuilding hero, great impact, did help me my business, helped my personal life. But then I finished that, I've not got him anymore. You know, I can't continue to pay him <laughs> what I was paying him. I need a group of excellent people who are dragging me up. And obviously, when you set your own business up, you you haven't got. That. I imagine corporations have this in place. You know, like the top people will mentor the people coming through and that's, that'll be of great value. But for people like me and you who don't necessarily have that because we run our own businesses, I need it. Yeah. I want it. It's not that I need it. I probably don't need it, but I want it. Yeah. So the idea of our community and program, even if it's only a few people is yeah. to start building that group of like-minded men. Yeah. Because if you're just surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, if I find myself around people who are moaning on a Sunday night about going to work on a Monday morning, I don't want them in my life. Yeah. You know, I'm happy that my missus loves what she does is very successful and she never moans about work, which is great because if you're around people who just, oh, it's Monday morning, fucking hell. You know, that's not a good 
environment to be in. And, and if they just want to be in the pub all the time or just watching the footy and watching their accumulator come in, yeah. that's all. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to do more with your life, you've got to get out of that environment yeah. and get amongst the people. Definitely. And that's why building my own peer group of a handful of people over the last year has been so impactful for me, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's, it's the same for everything, isn't it? If you want to be better at anything. And that's essentially what I did when I started looking at mentorships and mentors that I wanted. I was almost going, who does what I want to do? Who is the sort of person I want to be? Right. Well, how on earth do I get around those people? And unfortunately, you have to pay them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But if you've got people you know that are like this and are your friend, you know, acquaintances, send them a message. Yeah. You know, go and get around these people, see what they're about. You know, if someone's really successful in a certain area that you're looking at your life going, I'd love to be more successful in that area. You know, like financially, I I need to view finances better. So I probably need to spend some time, mate, with some people who love money and just to know what it is. How can yeah. I be better in that area? Yeah. It's the classic cliche, isn't it? You become the, the equivalent of the people you hang around with. Yeah. You know. And as you say, the... If you start hanging around with dead legs all the time, mate, there's only one way you're going. But I actually think most of the people who listen to this podcast, they they want to do more. Yeah. But it, it's having the courage to step away from certain people in your life, you know. And ask for help. Yeah. I think stepping away and then, you know, sending that message to a bloke saying, hey, mate, you know, <laughs> you, you're the sort of person I'd really like to be or you've yeah. got loads of stuff that I'd really like in my life. It's a hard thing to do. The power of asking for help is massive. Yeah. People just don't do it. So like I'm, I was saying before we came on uh, to someone earlier about um, looking at my video production business and where I want to take it and the quality of the work I want to do. The fact is I haven't got the contacts in agency world right now that I need. Last night I sent two or three LinkedIn messages to people who I've come across in the past who are, well-known in those areas and just asked for help. And what I've booked two Zooms in in the next two weeks. Yeah. These people are happy to help. People want are. to help. Because yeah. you rub their ego on the other side. <laughs> yeah, you rub, you rub their yeah. ego and they want to help. Yeah. And if anyone ever messages me off, off the back of this podcast or anything, happy to help them. Yeah. You know. It's and one that, of our principles, you know. isn't it? I think you learn so much from being a mentor yourself. Like, yeah. if you want to grow as a person, help others. It's the best way. Yeah. And I also think what separates me and you from a lot of people is that willingness to invest in our environment. So you spent like three or four grand to work with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Most people would just be like, what? Yeah. It uh, took a lot though. Yeah. And I've spent, I've spent thousands in coaches and mentors, a lot of money. And have I, I often feel like I've got a mental block where I'm like, I didn't get the value from that. But actually, I remember working with one guy I spent $4,000 to work with him and he didn't do anything. He put it all on me. He's like, I'm, I'm your mentor. You come to me when you've got a problem. And I got this thing in my head where like, he's ripped me off, blah, blah. But he, he gave me a proposal that he'd submitted for a $112,000 project that he won. And that one proposal, the way he structured it, the way he wrote it, has created massive value in my business. And just seeing, just being around somebody who had the balls basically yeah. to charge that amount of money to work with this company sales team is transformative. Yep. 
it's very interesting you say that because I think the most I got out of the Ben Pakolsky mentorship, he just instilled belief in me. Like I'd believed I couldn't charge any more money than I was charging. You know, I didn't believe in my value as a coach. And he was just like, go and do it. Yeah. Just go and do it. And what you find in life is that that's actually what separates most people. It's just the Definitely. mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even think like that. They just go, well, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I'm worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a big problem for Northerners. I think we're so, maybe that's a, a gross generalization, but yeah. we're so modest in many ways and so afraid, I think, to like believe in our true value. I think a lot of it for me stems from, and I was going to bring this up as power of environment. My primary school was the best in Salford and it, it, it almost pushed you to want to express how amazing you were. Like I was such a confident person coming out of that. I got to high school, the worst school in Salford. I was in gifted and talented. So we had this group called gifted and talented, right? I remember the first day I'm sat in form, right, Simon Parrott, you're out for gifted and talented meeting. And everyone just went, gimp. And I just thought, oh shit. And I almost like went within myself, you know, and then I was like, well, I don't want to be gifted and talented. So I'd come out of an environment that was going, be gifted and talented, you know, and express that and be proud of it to, no, if you if you do that, you're a gimp and you're going to get cans thrown at your head as you run, walk across the corridor. So I think it has massive effects on you like that. Yeah. You know, not Maybe it's not a northern school. I just think certain, might be, might be northern. Mm, yeah, that's definitely going to happen down south. Oh, but I think yeah. we do have this mentality around here about being modest, being, you know. Yeah, not like, it's like cocky. In, sticking in your lane. Yeah. What's interesting though about gifted and talented, whatever that is, I can guarantee that won't fucking exist now in the no, in the woke is. generation. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Because that's Not another interesting thing that about environment now. Environment of young people surrounded. I don't mind going here about mental health is a, is a big thing and it's important, but there's also there's so much talk about that that young people I think are mistaking just being nervous for having mental health problems. Yeah. And like, I've got a mate who's saying he's got all these student ambassadors and every Sunday night they're texting and I've got anxiety. I can't come to work today. Yeah. Their environment has told them that it's almost wrong. You know, it's bad to have those feelings. There's something wrong with you. If you've got those, if you're nervous and they're mistaking that for anxiety. Yeah. And that, that's the same sort of thing, Definitely. you know, becoming, it's becoming what you surround yourself with. Yeah. I think Piers Morgan, he went out of his, out of his way to say, didn't he, that, we, we don't celebrate kids winning anymore. You know what I mean? It's all about lose and learn. You know, we, we actually try and push lose and learn, which obviously we do say, be happy to fail and learn from it. Of course, but if I step into something, I'm not going out to fail. You know what I mean? So yeah. the message almost needs to be, you know, push to win yeah. and be proud of winning. But when you don't win, learn from it. But in a lot of school environments now, it's winning's bad. I, th I think they just... It's it's such a touchy one, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even know how you handle that conversation. No. You know, we well, put our all beliefs I know, across. <laughs> all, all I know is that when you go into the real world, and in the last episode we were talking about things like AI and there's loss of jobs, you're going to have to be fucking resilient. Yeah. And if you come from an environment that's just, yeah, it's okay to lose, 
don't worry. You're going to find the world a hard place to yeah. live. I would say the, the feelings I get doing this podcast would be classed as anxiety. You know, I get the old palpitation, chest, dry mouth, negative beliefs in my head saying, you're crap, don't do it. But I ain't going to fucking stop. No. 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 I think that, you know, we, we do need to push that message as well that it's okay to feel like that, you know, and that is a thing, but don't, for a reason. don't let it stop you. It's there for a reason, yeah. but you've got to blast through it. Yeah. And I saw a thing, I think we're just highlighting, aren't we, how... Yeah how important your environment is. Yeah. And and I think on that mental health, I think if you're that sort of person there, like we always separate mental health in terms of people who are in a really, really bad place and people who are just struggling with a bit of anxiety, this will also help you because that's what the that's what them peer groups are for. You know yeah. what I mean? Go and ask these people for support. Yeah. That's what you need. Definitely. But work hard and get through it. So Pulling it back round to the program, I think we're both reluctant marketers in, in many ways. Um, <laughs> we hate Instagram. We hate, we hate Instagram. We hate marketing in many ways, even though we do it for a living. But that's the idea of this community. It's, it's a one-time payment. Come into what we're doing forever. Be part of our peer group. And that investment in the program and being taken through some transformative exercises and just being around like-minded people, peers, not necessarily people who are above you, peers, Yeah, that's going to unlock massive value in your life. Like, I guarantee it. I think unknown possibility is the best way of describing it. You don't know what you're going to get from people. So why not try? You know what I mean? Like if you want to be better, look at who's, who's doing the things you want, get around and you never know what's going to come of it. Yeah. Could excel that much. You might be a business opportunity out of it. It might be, you know, anything could happen. Definitely. Yeah. Cause if you want to run your own business, there's going to be people that do that. If you want to be in better shape, you know, you can get around people like you, you yeah. can give them all support. Yeah. You know, if you want to be better at home, you know, you can bounce ideas off people, how and to become a better dad. That's a great example. The gym environment, you know, choose it wisely. If you want to be in great shape, what gym, is running in a way that supports you being in great shape as a lifestyle. Yeah. Get amongst them. Yeah. They've done it for me recently. Like I've been, I've just felt a bit demotivated in terms of what am I training for? What, what is my purpose of training now? So I've, you know, I found myself like just flowing and stretching and running. But there's been a group doing this high competition, which I mentioned on the last podcast, which I really, really want to win. And they've literally, for me, just watching them train. I've got myself amongst them and now I'm firing, you know, and I'm fully motivated. And that was just from taking the step to go and join them. At it's 5am club, get out of bed, go and join them. And I didn't want to, the first day I didn't want to, but all of a sudden I'm firing all yeah, cylinders. That's the power of it. It's, just, yeah, it's the same, same principle, isn't it? Yeah. Same with my running. I've got a mate who was out at the weekend, listening to the podcast, <clears throat> very keen runner, very good runner. And I'm seeing him on Strava every day showing up and it fucking drags me along. Yeah. So just to bring it full circle, we started off talking about how the environment we live in is very conceptual and made up, but we have to live in it. Yeah. And so you can design that environment to work towards the life that you want to have. And uh, I guess the finishing message is insanity is just doing the same things over and over again and expecting different results. Great so if message. you want to change your life, 
you've got to change your environment yeah. and the people you hang around with. Um, so that's that's why we've started this community and program. And I hope, uh, you know, we've got a first few sign-ups. Be nice to just get a small group together and start helping each other push forward. Definitely. So if you're interested in that, manonamission.card, C-A-R-R-D.co, or send us a DM or email and uh, we'll get you on it. And we're going to launch that at the end of January. All right, man. Happy days. See you in the next episode.